The first time is Chirp Radio's live lit and music series recorded at Martyrs in North Center. The theme this round was First City. Lindsay Charles, there you are. She's the lead singer of The Cell Phones, which is one of the first bands I saw in Chicago. And she is awesome. I fell in love with her then, the loudest trio in Chicago. You can check her on DaggerCast, a podcast she co-hosts about diversity and representation in horror films. Interesting. My dad was in Dawn of the Dead, and George Romero used to eat at our restaurant. I'll talk to you about that later. (laughs) Lindsay Charles, everybody. Hi there. Western Avenue is a roaring dragon of noise, and I am officially over it. Police and ambulance and fire truck sirens have been screaming through my dreams all night, and finally, one has pierced through strong enough to wake me up. One of my earplugs is missing. Most likely, it is crammed underneath my husband, since it, thank God, is not in my mouth, which has happened. (laughs) The bump in the road left by the water management people causes every single semi-truck to leap into the air and crash back down, making our building shudder. I struggle to get my six months pregnant body vertical, shuffle to the bathroom, clumsily wading through the junk we've steadily accumulated in our two-bedroom apartment over the course of nine years of living here. I sink into the toilet seat that I broke the night before and I whisper to no one a series of words I never thought I'd hear myself say. I can't wait to move to Indianapolis. (laughs) Almost exactly 12 years ago, I moved to Chicago. My mother drove all of my belongings, which fit very nicely in a little rented minivan, through very heavy highway traffic, and swore never to drive here again. She never did, except for my wedding seven whole years later. Mom always called herself the country mouse and me the city mouse, if you're familiar with that fable. The funny thing was I'd never really lived in a city before Chicago, just some small Midwestern towns, suburbs, and Germany, uh, which, in my opinion, is the Midwest of Europe. (laughs) When it was time to graduate college and figure out where to live on my own for the first time, my best friend Garrett, a Johns Hopkins graduate on a full-ride scholarship in chemical engineering, asked me a panicked IU graduate um, out, that owed out-of-state money for a theater degree um, where I wanted to live. I have job offers all over the country, he said. Pick a city and we'll go together. Did I mention that Garrett is my best friend? I said Chicago without much thought. It made the most sense. I wanted a loud, vibrant city, but I truly love the Midwest and I didn't want to move too far from my mom. Uh, I already knew quite a few people living in Chicago. A lot of my friends from college moved here, too. Most of their sites set on Chicago theater, improv, playwriting, and yeah, 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 me too. But I had a much larger goal in mind here, to figure out my entire adult life. (laughs) Chicago is huge and bright and seemingly limitless, like a fucking lightning rod for growth and exploration. I wanted to transform from terrified ex-college student to self-sufficient adult beast. (laughs) I was going to become financially independent, creatively productive, and actually find actual love instead of sleep around with dudes I knew from college. (laughs) 
And uh, once I did all that, I'd officially be an adult. And then the next chapter of my life would just uh, begin. It started off okay. I got a job the day after I moved here. Um, But my finest moment was when they asked me how much money I was looking to get for the receptionist position. I recalled the budget that my mom had calculated for me the week before. You can survive on, I'd say like $19,000 a year salary, um, bare minimum. So my dumb ass said (laughs) $19,000. They hired me instantly. It was up in Evanston. Uh, But I didn't know any better. I figured everyone else had an hour or two plus commute. Right? Yeah. Uh, Getting myself out there for dating was an even harder deal. Uh, 2007 was the time before apps existed. Sites much like uh, Match.com seemed a bit intense. So Garrett and I took to the now I recently found out defunct personals on Craigslist. I can't believe they got rid of that. It was a treasure trove. I answered a handful of M4W listings from a Mike, Bryce, and James. Uh, I was only really in it to get to know dudes that I didn't already know. I wasn't looking for anything extreme, like the M4M post that Garrett was getting that proclaimed, I need two dicks in my mouth right now. I wanted to slowly graduate to that. Nothing went anywhere and I met no one. Um, (laughs) I, uh... I had more unanswered emails than answered, and actually, reading back on these, I thought I was pretty clever and witty, though I did say phrases like, adventure finds me, and I smile often. Um, So I totally understand the business bros that deleted those replies. Um, I lasted two months uh, before I ran away to sleep with dudes I knew from college. I clung to their skinny bodies like a security blanket. (laughs) And sure, it was fun, but it was also just as incredibly unfulfilling as we all thought it would be. Uh, Then I uh, lost my wallet on the Fullerton bus while carrying groceries home. The wallet still had my social security card in it. So I called my mom in tears after calling all the credit bureaus or whatever to protect my meager earnings and student loan debt. I'm not doing it right. I kept howling over the phone. I feel like such a dumb little child. And my mother, who at 25 years of age moved herself and a seven-year-old me to Germany, tried her best to reassure me without full-on laughing at me. You gotta stop forcing yourself to be a perfectly formed adult. Those don't even exist. You've been there for three months. There's no hurry here. You're in Chicago. Just go with it and enjoy yourself. So I put on my iPod, packed a change of work clothes, and took a bus and a train to a friend's house. As the red line chugged gently northwards, I gazed out the window at the rainy weekday activity below. Rush hour was over, but still people were trying to make their way somewhere, pounding the inky pavement that sparkled under the streetlights in neon. Chicago looked like a perfect sequin cocktail dress, even on a Tuesday. Joni Mitchell's song Night in the City started playing on my shuffled playlist. It's a simple, folksy song from her first uh, album. Night in the city looks pretty to me. Night in the city looks fine. Her voice so bright, inviting, and effortless, like the city that laid before me. Why was I trying so hard? 
I was finally living in a city on my own. Pre-teen and teen Lindsay's would freak out if they knew that this is where I got to live. It's, it was busy, it's, it was beautiful, and it was mine. There are, places to come from, there are places to come from and places to go, Joni said. And I cite this exact moment as the moment I became a Chicagoan. And suddenly I was at my friend's door and we stayed up all night talking about the trouble we wanted to get into in our new city. It was amongst this new trouble where I ran into yet another dude I went to college with. No, I did not sleep with him. Actually, I've never slept with him, and that's pretty cool. Um, he knew I sang from seeing me in college musicals and asked me if maybe I could sing in a band that he was forming with his old friend from middle school. I said yes without much thought. I wanted everything Chicago was going to offer me, and I'd always wanted to be in a band. That band became The Cell Phones, Chicago's loudest power trio. <laughs> I barely knew the drummer slash college mate, but met the bass player on the very first day of band practice in a Belgian man's basement studio who always complained about how loud we were. <laughs> Finally, in the middle of Chicago winter, I had something new and exciting to pour myself into, something I'd never expected to have and people to share it with. We'd play too loud, drink too much, get too high, and stay up incredibly late. We'd go to the Green Mill at 2 a.m. because they stopped charging cover at 2 a.m. At the mutiny, I'd hug the doorman instead of showing my ID. We'd run out on bills at snooty downtown establishments, see multiple movies at movie theaters without being noticed, sneak into historical buildings and party on their roofs. I fell in love with the bass player and suddenly Chicago felt like Paris. Like maybe a more mouthy, sensibly dressed Paris. <laughs> I was so in love that I could, I could go to work on one hour of sleep and still work well enough that they gave me raises and eventually promotions. And that bass player is my husband now. <laughs> Being in the cell phones has given me so much joy and growth and opportunity, like this thing that I'm doing right now. Um, even in my wedding vows, I swore to be true to not just my husband, to, but, but to my band. <laughs> we're still active and playing, but now that we're all well into our 30s and having children, things have changed, including my rosy view of Chicago. Instead of Joni, now I think I hear that LCD sound system song, New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. <laughs> Except, like, Chicago, of course. The glittering pavement often looks dull and craggy as more places that felt like home have fallen cursed to old owners just giving up, new places feel expensive and hungry. I guess, we were, I guess we're just old enough now to feel our money and energy getting sucked out of us. We can barely stay up past midnight anymore. Our apartment is more from a quirky cluttered party zone to a claustrophobic coffin full of books and VHS. Yes, we still play VHS tapes. We do that. And in three months, we're expecting a whole nother, albeit very tiny human, to share that space with. So come next year, we're moving closer to family, quiet, cheaper living in Indianapolis. Besides, they need more Democrats. <laughs> I'm not saying the magic has died. I'm not even saying the honeymoon is over after 12 years. I guess I'm just saying that writing this piece has really made me turn around and go, holy shit, I did it. I'm an adult, and not terrible at it. <laughs> Financially independent, creative, mostly productive, and love, my God, there is a lot of love. <laughs> and all I had to do is, I don't know, listen to my mom, 
listen to Joni Mitchell, saying all I had to do is live sounds super dumb, but there it is, live. You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.